All right, let's kick it. Welcome to the Sobriety Diaries, friends. My name is Nate. I am a grateful recovering alcoholic and sober coach. My addiction has shaped the person I am today and given me the ability and voice to help others, and I simply wouldn't be here without it. Recovery is possible. The Sobriety Diaries is a video podcast where we talk to other recovering alcoholics and addicts. We hear their stories and hope to help others who may still be struggling. Head on over to the sobrietydiaries.com where you can apply to be a guest on the show and join our insiders list for early release episodes, exclusive content, and much more. Also, please share this podcast with just one person in your life who may still be struggling. You just never know what they may need to hear today. Happy Sober Day, friends. Thank you so much for downloading today's episode and spending time with me here on the Sobriety Diaries. The overwhelming support is truly, truly appreciated. It really is. I don't take it for granted. I love when you reach out. So please keep doing that. I love to hear stories of hope and if we have touched someone's life. So uh, I am always, always here for that. If you would like to share your story with us on the Sobriety Diaries, you can find that information at the sobrietydiaries.com. We are also working on some written works. So if you are a writer or would like to share your story uh, in written form, please reach out. We are happy to uh, talk to anyone. We are here for you. Speaking of writers, today we are talking to Blair Sharp. She is a online content creator. She is a writer and a blogger and has been alcohol free for some time now. And that is how she identifies and such an important part of her story and something that we definitely focus on is the fact that you don't have to have a huge, dark, disgusting bottom to motivate you into this better life. You know, she just had a realization that alcohol was not working for her and decided to make a change. Uh, I think that that's a common story and I wanted to share it here on the podcast. So let's chat with Blair Sharp. Blair Sharp, thank you so much for joining us on the Sobriety Diaries. How's your day going? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, going good so far. It's sunny here in Minnesota. I haven't stepped out yet, so it's, I'm sure it's really humid, though. So I might stay inside all day. Today. Not a bad idea. We were talking yeah. before I hit record that you will be uh, child-free this weekend. So uh, yes. there's some binge-watching and sweatpants in your future. Oh, yeah. Yep, that is, uh, <laughs> that's in my future for sure. What inspired you to come on the podcast and share your story? I guess when I, so I've been alcohol free for just over three years now. And um, when I first quit drinking, I listened to podcasts just like this and heard people's stories. And that was like the biggest thing for me that helped me just feel not alone and kind of confirmed that what I was doing was right. So if I can be kind of, you know, that person for somebody that is totally what I'm here for. So yeah, I hear that a lot, how mm -hmm. this platform just kind of lends itself so perfectly to recovery and reaching out yep. and being able to relate to other people from across the world, really. So right. 
let's just kind of jump into your story. Let's walk through your addiction and your path to recovery. Sure. Yeah. I guess I'll start like when I was, uh, when I first started drinking, it was probably later in high school, maybe 16, 17. Um, and I grew up in a great home, two parents, no, uh, you know, childhood trauma, abuse, nothing like that. Like only child spoiled, like had everything I needed, you know, and more. Uh, which might be the part of the problem. Yeah, right. right? It's I'm like, where on the spectrum, like, yeah, does yeah. that fall? <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I grew up, no no issues. And then uh, just started drinking, you know, casually in high school because, you know, that was what you did. You kind of tried different things. Um, I wasn't um, in, like, I didn't hang around like in, a, in the bad crowd, you know, quote unquote, bad crowd or anything. I played basketball. Um, I had good friends um, and it was just something that we, you know, kind of dabbled with here and there. But even now, as I think about it, like if I think back, there are definitely specific moments that I can remember from high school, even where it was clearly more than everybody else. Like things happened that I remember, you know, that were not happening to everyone else. So I think it was a problem even then, but I totally didn't even notice that because I, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know any better. And that's kind of been a theme throughout too. So throughout my life, but um, I mean, I did get in trouble once, uh, you know, in high school where I got kicked out of basketball for two weeks because I got caught being at a party hmm. with another group, with a group of people. So there was like something like that, but that, you know, it wasn't uncommon for people to perhaps, you know, it's kind of, it was a funny thing, right? right? right. It was a funny, it wasn't like super, um, I didn't say like, oh, I shouldn't do that again. Right, right. You know, it didn't dawn on me. So um, then when I went to college is really when I started hitting it hard, like with binge drinking, like the college life. Um, and I wasn't at like this big university or anything. I was at a, a community college, um, which is in the city that I live in now in Rochester. Um, and um, but we lived, you know, in this in this apartment complex where it was all college students. And so that's what we did. Like going to class was not at the top of our list. I mean, we went, right. Cause we had to got the, I got the grades that I needed to most of the time. Um, but school was not even on my radar at that point for priorities. Like it was about having fun. It was about drinking. It was about partying, hanging out, whatever, you know, again, lots of normal college negative consequences. I would say like, yeah. it's hard to say normal because right. it shouldn't be normal, but when you think of a stereotypical college, you know, blacking out, doing things you regret, uh, getting sick, things like that, right? Yeah, um, we are like on so far on the same trajectory, yeah. like yep. good childhood, started drinking in high school, went to college, sort of elevated, mm -hmm. started realizing some consequences. But so I'm like, we're, yeah. we're on the same page here so far. <laughs> yeah. So and that was throughout college. I mean, it took me six years to get my bachelor's degree probably because I didn't care about school. And by the end of it, I was like, just let me finish a bachelor's and just get yeah. done with it. Right. Like yep. I changed my major five and a half, five and a half thing. years. Yeah. So, I mean <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and throughout that time, I never had, you know, like a super serious job. It was just like these jobs that were part-time, you know, and whatever. And, um, so I didn't really have a lot of responsibility, I don't think. And like, I really wasn't held accountable and I didn't care to hold myself accountable really mm. ever. Um, so I, I kind of just did what I had to do to get by like for work and school and things like that. And then drinking and partying was like the number one yes. priority, right? Yes. Having fun. Um, 
And so always binge drinking, lots of blacking out, all those types of things. Then when I got older into my 20s, I guess I was probably maybe 24, 25 then. Still not having like this new career or anything. So jobs where I could drink and kind of be hungover for and it was fine. So yeah. it, was, it wasn't anything where it was like super, you know, messing up my life at that point. Um, but I did get a DWI. And so that was when I was 24. Um, and so I just met my husband now. Um, at that point, like right before I got the D the DWI and, um, like, Hey, welcome <laughs> yeah. to my life. This is me, you know, and get ready for here. it. So yeah. Right. And he does not drink. He's a non-drinker. He's never really gotten into drinking. Um, he quit when he was in college. So, um, so yeah, I got my DWI and then I had to spend two, two nights in jail for that because mm. I blew, blew so high. Yeah. So I blew, uh, a 0.28 and then. Yeah, on a Tuesday Blair. night. Tuesday night. Just a and, Tuesday. Uh, just a just a Tuesday, you know. Yeah, you know. Um, and I remember it. I mean, I I remember getting pulled over and and just saying, "Here you go," like put me in handcuffs. Yeah. I don't yeah. even like clearly I'm drunk. I don't need to do like the field sobriety test. So I went and I blew so high so that the reason I had to stay in jail for two nights was because court was on Thursday mm. and because of how high I blew, it was a gross misdemeanor and I had to wait till court. So it was this whole thing. I didn't drink for a little bit after that. I would say like three months, like it wasn't, you know, any like life changing event because I had friends who were getting them too. You yeah. know, I knew people that were getting these. It was almost funny. It was like, yeah. it's so high I blew. You right, know what right. I mean? So, um, I had to go to some classes, you know, I lost my license. Um, I actually did lose the job that I had then because, um, it was a job where I drove kids around, you know, like after school kind of thing. Um, and so I couldn't drive, you know, so, and they didn't have any like overnight positions at the house that they ran. So I just, I had to be done with that job. And then I got a job like in retail throughout this whole time, you know, my mid twenties, I'm still doing this kind of more weekend drinking, but sometimes, you know, if there's a reason during the week, why not, uh, blacking out a lot of the times, all these negative consequences, losing my, my purse, losing my phone, you know, the people at the Verizon store like knew me, right? Yeah. Oh, here she comes here again, she comes Sunday again. or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? So, but this is just like how I live my life. And I didn't think that anything was wrong with it, like ever. And no one else said anything. And then when I, so my husband and I got married um, and then we had my son when I was 30, um, quit drinking for the whole pregnancy once I found out. And, um, and that was easy and fine. Um, then after I had him, I think I waited, I want to say like a month or two two, maybe not two, um, before I had a drink again. And I just felt like it was different. It was, I mean, you know, I hadn't drank for 10 or 11, 12 months. Now, were you like looking forward to it after the pregnancy? Do you think? I don't think I was like dying to have a drink. Yeah. So no, I think I was just, let me go back. This is what I do. Yeah. This this is is what what I I know. Right. Right. This is what I do. This is my normal. It's just like going back to like eating sushi. You know what I mean? Like for me, it was just like, that's what we do. So like, you know, I went out with a friend and I had like a a couple drinks and went home, which was out of the ordinary. Right. I never just had a couple drinks, Mm -hmm. but I was like, Oh yeah, I can do that. Like I can just have a couple. And then I had to go home because I had to nurse him, you know, my son. So, um, but it's slowly elevated into, uh, a lot more binge drinking again. But a lot of the times now it was me at home, and so I would be up till whatever, you know, and then binge drink. I wouldn't remember even going to bed and wake up and super hungover for a couple of days. 
hate my life. Like, why did I, why, why did I do that again? You know? And um, so this was like a cycle. This was just kept happening. And so again, still at this point when I, after had my son, I'm still going out here and there losing things like losing my phone, leaving my purse. One time I left my purse downtown and my husband had to go get it in the middle of the night with my baby. Mm. Like he had to take the baby because I was passed out and he didn't know if I was going to, you know, yeah. if something happened when I would wake up, I was sleeping. So he had to take him downtown to go pick up my purse from this person that called us saying, I have this purse, you know? So, um, but even then it was like, the next morning I was like, Ooh, you know, it's like this really cringy moment where you don't want to deal with, I didn't want to deal with it. And then that feeling slow, like you kind of deal with it and then it fades away and then you kind of forget that it happened. And then you just move on to the next weekend, right? So next weekend, who knows what's going to happen. So the theme is like, I never knew what was going to happen when I drank, you know, I didn't know how much I was going to drink. I didn't know if anything bad was going to happen. Let's hope, you know, I get home and in my bed tonight. Like that was just kind of the, the yeah. thing. So yeah. after your DWI, did you continue to drink and drive? Um, no, but I did that a lot back then. Yeah, me too. Um, Not proud of it. No, mm -hmm. a lot. Because you just think you're fine. Right. Like you're clearly not yeah, fine. Yeah, it's this false sense of confidence. Yeah, yeah. Lucky and glad that, you know, nobody got hurt. I didn't get hurt, anything like that. I mean, I got hurt in other ways because I would fall all the time. Right. I'd be this clumsy, like we were talking earlier, I'm six feet tall. I was it's just a long way yeah. to fall. It's a long <laughs> ways to fall when you're up here. Yeah, it sure <laughs> just, is. You know, you crash so, a little harder too. Yeah. So I have some scars from, from things I've been to the ER for things, uh, drunk, drunk falls and, and whatnot. So, and then I guess, so this is continuing. This is like a weekend towards the end of you know, it's weekend binge drinking. At this point, I do have a job that's good. The same job I have now. So again, it's just weekend binge drinking, you know, Friday night, usually not even Saturday because I'm too hungover because I drank, mm. you know, two bottles of wine and who knows what else was in the house. That was a, a, a theme. This specific weekend that I was my last weekend of drinking, I had, um, I was home alone drinking with my son at the house. I mean, he was sleeping and I, um, tripped over the baby gate, dropped my wine glass, shattered my wine glass. You know, he comes home and I'm cleaning up the wine glass with cuts on my hands and whatever. This could have happened any other time. Like this isn't just some mind blowing yeah. bottom or anything like that. Right. So yeah. that just so happens to be the last time. Um, the following week then at work, I'm, I'm reading through my emails and I find an email from, you know, a newsletter from scary mommy, this online publication, um, that has blogs and videos and things. And I read this blog about this lady who doesn't drink. And she tells this story, um, about her and her daughter at a store and whatever. Um, and so I look her up and I listen to, she's on some podcasts. So I listen to those podcasts. I read some other blogs that she's written. I've, I've looked at things, you know, where she's been featured, stuff like that. So I read all about this lady, reach out to her on Facebook, type her name in Facebook, message her on Facebook, like don't know this person, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I write her this long message about what had happened a few nights before. I don't want to keep doing this. Like why, you know, why can't I drink normally? Then she says, you don't have to. Like, you don't have to keep doing this. Here are the books. Here are the podcasts. Here are the blogs. Read this. Listen to this. 
make a, I don't know if she told me to make a, you know, sober Instagram account, but I did. And I haven't drank since that was the last time. One of the things that drew me to your story is that we try to showcase different journeys and paths to recovery. And I think something to highlight in your own story is that there doesn't have to be this dramatic, tragic bottom. You sort of know yourself. And Mm -hmm. if there is this concern or this want to not not to have to drink anymore. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's something that this woman said to you that's just so true and genius is that you you don't have to continue on this path. You never have to drink again. And that sort of isn't a concept that we think of when we are like in it, you know? So I'm curious if you're willing to share who this woman is. Yeah. So her name is Katie Bickle. Katie Bickle. She's an author. She's from Canada. We can link Katie's stuff in the show notes. Yeah, totally. You should. She's great. She has a book um, that came out. I believe it was this year. Like you said, like that never dawned on me that I just could just not drink. Like it sounds so crazy to me now. (laughs) Like, what do you mean? You didn't know you couldn't do like, because that's what we do. Yes. As a society, that's what we do. Like she gave me the okay, right? This woman was like, it's okay. Just don't. And so full circle moment, I write a blog this year in February, submit it to Scary Mommy, the same publication, three years later, it's about how this blog, reading this blog from Scary Mommy changed my life, helped me change my life. And I get published in Scary Mommy in February. I got chills. Yeah. So full circle, like, yeah. And so that's kind of how my now writing stuff took off. I I started to dig in a little bit more and now I've been doing writing, um, blogging and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I am newly on this journey of media, online media, helping people reaching out, obviously the podcasting. And when I was in my active addiction, you know, I didn't think that I had any thing to offer anyone or any skills or abilities outside of like my job and Mm -hmm. drinking really. And there was never enough time in the day. Like I didn't even have time to like accomplish anything. Really your world just completely opens up to not just time, but experiences and your your own abilities. And I love that. Yeah, it's like the creativity comes yes. back. You know what I mean? Yes. You just the don't fog have the is mo- lifted. motivation. Yeah. Right? Like I feel like I had good ideas when I was drinking. Like you know, like, ooh, I should do this. And then even if it's like plans the next day, ooh, I yeah. can do this tomorrow. Yeah. Like that's not gonna happen. It never right. happened. Like, <laughs> right. Nothing ever happened. The so, drunk planning. Yeah. So now it's like I make I make plans and I and I do them and I um and I um I you know, I have a lot of time now. I have a almost five-year-old boy. So he keeps me pretty busy, but I don't know if I was still drinking. I don't know how I could manage his busyness either. Like that's a whole nother subject like parenting. And I, I couldn't, I don't know. I could not be how hungover I used to get like to the point of not even be able to like, you know, drink water. Cause I would throw it up like so hungover. Same. Yeah. How could I parent the next day, a toddler who is you know, running around everywhere. So I'm thankful that he was, you know, he was 18 months old when I quit. So, yeah. So when was your last drink? So that would have been, I can't remember if it was the Friday or Saturday of that weekend. So the day that I go by is the day that I decided. Okay. 
<clears throat> which would have been the Monday, which is February 26, 2018. So a couple of days before that, I guess, is the last time I drank. But, you know, even the day, the day directly after the last time I drank wasn't on my radar to not drink anymore, which is interesting. Like yeah. the hangover day, the right. first hangover day, I was just hungover and like dying. You know what I mean? But yeah. then like then Monday was the day where it just dawned on me after reading that. So it just goes to show that like things like a podcast like this or a blog or a, a, an Instagram post can like literally change someone's mm. train of thought. And as soon as I'm like, as soon as I think, you know, I do, I create content on Instagram. So I, as soon as I'm like, oh, you know, why am I doing this? And like, you get in those ruts of like, try to wonder why you're doing it. And then all of a sudden I'll get two messages saying, yeah. hey, thanks for that. You know, I'm like, okay, that's why. I yes. just, I remember now, like you have to kind of just keep it that in mind. And then just remember like where you came from too, that somebody's out there reading it and not messaging you about right. it too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think like the most important thing we can do is just recover out loud. You know, mm -hmm. I think there's so much in the media about addiction and overdoses and yeah. the negative side of things and not the recovery side of things and showcasing right. the positivity and where, how, how that can be turned around and, you know, people make this decision to live better lives. You know, I yep. wish there was a, a heavier focus on the recovery and not the negative right. side of things. So if we can recover out loud, yep. um, I'm by your side and I'm happy that yeah. you're doing it as well. And I think um, also like if there is any talk about recovery, it's like rehab, it's jail and then court ordered things. Yes. And then that's how you got sober or, um, you know, 12 step meetings, which is fine. Like if that's your thing, whatever your thing is, but there is this whole other area. Like for me, you know, I read books and podcasts on Instagram and that kind of thing. And so I had community in that way. I think community is like, that's definitely right. right. However you, how get, you the get community. community yes. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So, so true. Lots of different ways for it to work. So, yeah. So I know that you come from an athletic family and you mentioned getting uh, kicked out of basketball. Was that a, a point of contention at home? <laughs> yeah. So um, my dad played basketball for the Minnesota Gophers college and then got drafted to the Knicks in um, a long time ago, like in 1964. And so um, he was like this basketball star throughout his life. Right. Um, and then for me, I, they never really pushed me too much into anything. Um that he wasn't like a dad where you better get out there and practice. Like, you know, he kind of let me do whatever I wanted with it, you know, yeah, which is right. another, I mean, theme, <laughs> I guess. Right. So, um, you know, if they, if they, if I didn't want to play basketball and I wanted to do something else, they would have been fine with that too. So um, I don't think it was too much. I wasn't like a basketball star, you know um, I think I could have been a little bit better if I would have, been a little bit more motivated and put my put my mind to it a little bit more um but as I got into high school it wasn't top of my list so it wasn't like the worst the worst thing yeah. you know it yeah. was just like we're dealing with this now and then whatever um so got it we talked a little bit about uh you know new new abilities and sort of a new outlook on life but what is what's something else or something new that you've learned about yourself in sobriety well, I guess um, something that I've struggled with that I didn't know that I, I like a plan. I like know, to know what's going on. And if something messes that up, 
I just get so irritated and stressed out. And, you know, the worse it is, the more stressed I get. And then it's like every other little thing is super stressful and irritating. Um, so that's what I've had to learn how to figure out. And I still haven't figured that out. I think that's another point to make is that just because you quit drinking doesn't mean the world is perfect now. <laughs> like yes. you definitely still have to like work on um, yourself. Um, but I think that I've, uh, I've noticed just trying to figure out who I am without it. Right. Because like I spent all my life drinking for fun yes, and, yeah. and that's what we did and so like that was like my what do I, whole identity like yeah, i had no idea yes. who i was as a person yep, at age 32 yep. yeah right like what do i even like to do or what don't i like to do also you know what i mean like who don't i want to hang out with you know where do i not want to go and where do i want to go so like those things and that was kind of fun you know at first you know everyone thinks oh it's so boring you have all this time but it's like what you have all this time yes. think of all the things you can do now you know yes um do you follow michelle smith recovery is yeah. the new black so yes. i recorded with her yesterday and she said like it, and it just has been like ringing in my head since yeah. she was like, I realized like I can't drink, but that, but that means I have so many other things that I can do. You know, right. there's like every other thing in life I can do. Drinking right. is just not one of them. And it just right. is like blew my mind when she said exactly. It. Yeah. You spend so much of your time. So there was the planning, the drinking, like what am I going to drink? Where am I going to drink? What am I going to do? Who am I going to, you know, just all these things, right? The planning, which could take days, right? Yeah. You could think about on Thursday or Wednesday, what are you can do on Friday. Then there's the actual drinking and that's yes. taking up a huge chunk of your time. Then there's the hangover, yeah. hangover the next day. Like that's so much time. And actually a couple days of hangover, to be honest, for me, it was, for sure. you know what I mean? It's so, so funny you say that because like my addiction started as a mental obsession. It was the planning. It was mm -hmm. where's the party? Who's buying the beer? Who yeah. are we inviting? How many people are going to be there in high school really is when it started. And that was like all week at school. Yeah. And it started as a mental obsession for me. Yeah. And then, you know, with the drinking then turned into a physical addiction to to the actual alcohol. So, I mean, our stories are very parallel. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, we're, just, and we're both tall ass people. So yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, we're basically the same person. <laughs> we're the same person. <laughs> yeah, I, I do feel like I have a lot more time. But then again, like I said, you know, I'm a mom. So like, I don't yeah. have a lot of time. Right. Like, but I, I try to use my time wisely, right? So you know, we do bedtime at a certain time. So we have enough time to watch one show at night or yeah. whatever it is. We're big TV people. So. Same. Um, you know, as a mother, I'm sure that there yeah. is a lot of gratitude surrounding your son and your husband, but what's something that you're grateful for, I guess, topically, like today? I guess if, if it pertains to being alcohol-free, kind of, I guess, it's just, I feel like not drinking is like this secret about my life that I've figured out. Like, and it's like this cool thing that like I get to know that like not everybody knows and like if you drink that's fine you know like if you can drink and it's not messing up your life go for it I'm not saying like I'm not dissing people that drink but like for me it is like this like this little secret that I've figured out to you know happiness it's this whole magical world that's been opened up so I'm just grateful that I I have figured that out and still have time you know ahead of me to live now this life this way I love that. And it is like, it's things. kind of the yeah. secret. Like yeah. we figured out the secret. Yeah. And I think, I think also like it's, 
I don't regret any of the stuff that I did before. Yeah. I, w- I mean, whatever. I don't want to be in jail, but like, you know, like <laughs> right. there's like, who knows if I would be sitting here with you right now talking about this, if any, if all that stuff didn't happen. Exactly. So like, I never really get hung up on uh, regret and shame. I think people can get really stuck on that stuff, but, but would you be here? You know, I think you have to go through some things in order to like get it. Right. Life. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I think about that often. And I do yeah. sometimes, you know, there are days, you have good days and bad days, obviously, right. to your point, life goes on, we still deal with things, we just have a clear mind and like some tools to be able to mm-hmm. handle life better now. But like with the podcast and like exciting things that I'm doing now, like, shit, if I could have started this 10 years ago and whatnot, but I just kind of have to like, take a breath and reset and to your point like had I not experienced half of the things that I did over right. two decades of drinking like I, I this wouldn't exist like right. I wouldn't have right. the experience and the sort of life skills and and knowledge mm-hmm. to be able now to voice that right. and and really help others share their story so yeah I agree. it's exciting for yeah. sure um and you know same with me and like the writing that I've been doing, like it's hard to not get hung up on, you know, like if you're doing, working on projects and stuff like, Oh, it didn't get this, you know, traction or whatever it is. Yeah. But like, who knows where you're going to be in 10 years from now. It's not like things, you know, just magically Poof. for everyone, at least they don't magically just blow up, but like, you know, who knows where things are going to go in 10 years from now, like for us. So what do you hope that people take away from hearing you today? Uh, I think just the big thing is that you just don't have to have this huge rock bottom moment. You know, as you heard my story, like I had a lot of moments that could have been rock bottoms for people, right? Like ER visits, DWI jail, whatever. Um, Anything can be the moment that you just decide you've had enough, really. Um, And I was just sick of being in this cycle. I don't know if I wouldn't have read that email that day if I would have quit. It was just like, I just believe like the universe is like, yeah, the universe does stuff for reasons. I think. At exactly the right time. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know. I mean, who knows? And, and I'm the only one of my friends that, that doesn't drink. So it's not like I have people around me who are models for not drinking that I, you know, was talking to or anything like that. There was, in fact, before I quit, there was absolutely no moment where I was like, Hey, maybe I should just just stop drinking. Like, you know what I mean? There was no yeah. moderation. There was no drinking water between drinks. Like even that little of a thing. Like I never did. Like I, I never understood that. that either. Yeah, I still don't. <laughs> no, like I still don't. I don't. I didn't drink for the taste. I still don't understand when people have like one or two drinks. But that's my brain and how it works because I don't have that off switch, you right. know. And it. Um, and I've learned now that like. Some of us just experience alcohol differently than others. Some people can experiment, experience it and say, oh, yeah, that's great. Take it or leave it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And some of us are like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Or those people that say like, oh, I didn't feel like myself. So I stopped yeah. or like they have two drinks and like, I don't like to not be in control of my yeah. emotions or like body. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, that's what I drank for every day. <laughs> I think it's important to laugh, laugh also. Like, I feel like I can laugh at myself and I'm not trying to like make light of addiction or, or people's struggles. But like, for me, like 
laughing about like, can you believe I did that? Like that kind of thing for me really helps me to get through maybe that shame and regret kind of feeling too. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that, you know? So yes, that's a great point. I think that yeah. we can laugh now. However, mm-hmm. you and I both have been in that despair moment yep. and we understand, you know, if you are there and just know that it gets better and right. you can be to the point where, you know, you can laugh about it and you can, right. you know, make that decision to live a better life. And, uh, yep. I think again, if we help one person realize that Blair, I think our job is done today. Like you said, you know, you might not feel that way right now if you're in the thick of it, but just try it for a, for a little bit of time and you might be able to see it from the outside a little bit. Like you, it's hard to look at what you're doing while you're doing it. But once you kind of move away from like the drinking in this case, um, it's easier to kind of take a look at it objectively. Tell everyone what you're working on and where to find you online. Sure. Yeah. So um, I'm on Instagram at sobriety activist. And uh, so I post on there and I do Instagram lives and things like that. Um, And then I also have a website that's blairsharp.com. And so that is where I house like all of my writing that I do. If I write like for other people, I'll put it there. I do have a personal blog on that site as well as, um, you know, things like where I've been featured like podcasts and uh, interviews and things like that are also on there. Um, I write for a blog in my city, a parenting blog um, since 2019. And so um, all those are there too. It's not just parenting, but there's other things, but um, I'll link everything in the show sure. notes as well. So you can right. find Blair, Blair Sharp. Thank you so much for your time today and willingness to share your story. And uh, let's keep in touch, my friend. I would love to continue to build a relationship and and hopefully work on some things in the future. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening today, friends. Huge thank you to Blair for being so open and honest. Hopefully you heard something that resonates with you today. And if we help just one person, our job is done. You can find all things podcast related and subscribe to our show at thesobrietydiaries.com youtube.com slash Nate Kelly, where we upload today's video podcast. And again, on Instagram at the sobriety diaries pod, check back soon for new episodes with new stories to tell. But until then, try your best not to drink and be good to yourself. Bye friends.